So I said, I want to do something freaky to you. And then now I'm not allowed to go back to any sort of family reunion. It's the Boyan Rojas Podcast, episode 29. What a, what a start. What a start. Yeah, we're in a good mood. It's a Woo! Sunday. It, the sun is out, finally. April 2nd. Uh, boy, we saw a lot of movies. Let's jump into it. He's Nick Boyle. I'm Nick Rojas. Uh, what are we going to talk about first? We're going to talk about April Fool's Day. That was fun, huh? You do anything crazy? Uh, yeah. I, uh, my parents said that they were proud of me. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually, so for all our listeners, I was in the, uh, the ER at the beginning of the week. Um, I got a crazy viral bug and it was pretty bad. Like the pain was unreal, but long story short, I was in the ER. So I texted both my mom and my dad yesterday on April, on April 1st. And I said to them, Hey, I ended up in the hospital again because of this virus. I'm dealing with the doctors now. Totally got both of them. My dad freaked out on me. He was super upset. My mom, my mom started freaking out. But then I was like, oh, got you again. My mom and I have been going back and forth on April Fool's jokes for probably six or seven years. Like, we have been ruthless trying to get each other. But this year I got the best of her. She threw in the crown. She's usually the one who wins, but yeah. not this year. All right. Well, man, I can see it going some down some real dark paths soon. Yeah. Let's uh let's jump into it. We saw so many movies this week. We saw like four or five like that busy. are in theaters. We've been really busy ever since last episode. Yeah, we saw Life. Yeah. So, we saw Power Rangers, mm-hmm. an adaptation of the original story from the early 90s, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, got released 2 weeks ago. Uh by the time you hear this, um Boyle, what would you think? You saw it today. I saw it earlier this week. What are your thoughts? I was thoroughly pleased. <laughs> Mark's going to love that. Yep. So I seriously, it was everything that I've been dying for um, since I was a little child. You know, we've seen all these movies that were cartoons that we grew up around our childhood. And this just, they did a great job capturing it and uh, bringing it to life for all of us. I thought the the Zords were on point. The character storylines were on point. You know, this obviously has to be a very storyline based you know and maybe there'll be more action in the next one i thought there was a decent amount of action for what we need to see um but there could have been more the only thing i do like is that it was almost like there was one big fight rather than a bunch of little fights like oh little fight here little fight here and then they got to finally beat them in the last one this was like they learned how to morph they did their thing they fought in one big battle got the job done and i thought it was very well done. I liked that take rather than a bunch of little battles because... Yep. They had one little battle at the docks and then... Yeah, I guess they did have one little battle, but that was more of like the first encounter of meeting her, I would yeah. say. So you wouldn't even, you know... In, in like superhero in. movies, it's usually like two minor battles before the big battle at mm. the end. I like the fact that she was a ranger at one point and stuff too. Like that was kind of cool to know. that. that yeah, explaining all that. Explaining the history beforehand and how and what have with Zordon and stuff too. I thought that was interesting. Um, filled in some cool gaps that they didn't have to. And I think if you never had seen Power Rangers before, which a lot of children nowadays going to see this will not know. Um, to them, this is gonna be a good, this is gonna be an interesting movie. I think it'll open them to go back and now watch the TV show, which is all over Netflix. And be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Be like, be like, what is, happened? Like, this you guys watch this? Yeah. Be like, ah, back in our day. Yeah. Everything you saw on TV had to be actually happening on the screen, like yeah. instead of CGI. Yeah. 
So my thoughts on the movie. Look, I want to preface everything I say by, oh, that's Australia, I think. That's in the uh, west coast of Australia, I think. Look at pictures. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to f- start off by saying six out of ten kernels. All right? I thought this movie had more bad, than, more good than bad in it. I have so I yeah I have so many thoughts. Really For, out of all the movies, you have our spreadsheet. That's what you're gonna you're gonna read that Six one. out of ten, yeah. Because the whole time I was just like, who is this movie for? If if you grew up watching Power Rangers like I did, and I haven't watched a Power Rangers episode in let's see, I'm 25 now. I probably haven't watched a Power Rangers episode in maybe 17 years, uh, maybe. Um, you know what I mean? And, and it was something that as a kid I really liked, but by the time I start like. You know, thinking about things that I actually remember about my childhood, the Power Rangers kind of almost predate that a little bit. I used to play with the dolls, the little action figures, until I was like maybe like seven, maybe eight, and maybe what? what you were I, older than that. No, out of town. no, dude. By the time you get to second grade, you move on to like Game Boy and Harry Potter I still books and all. My toys. I was a, I was a dork. I'll admit it. Well, we, I mean, you weren't. I don't know what you were, but we weren't watching Power Rangers show much past the age of like seven or eight i'd say so I th- th- those times those times of my life like i don't really remember as much so when i saw this movie like i'll be honest like didn't remember a single character didn't remember zordon or rita and what didn't, no i remember the the guy with the face i remember the robot i don't remember their names Alpha yeah i don't remember their names that was like over like tw- almost 20 years ago that i was like watching the show so i kind of came into it fresh eyes so the nostalgia thing really didn't like but hit me too much. My problems with the movie are really the weak dialogue. It was just dialogue directed towards teenagers, which, again, who is this movie made for? If it's made for people who grew up watching the shows, you know, children of the 80s and 90s, who are now in their 20s, they're a little bit more sophisticated than the dialogue in that movie. It's more for, like, teenagers. But those teenagers didn't grow up really with the Power Rangers like the way we did. So at that point, they're kind of like, all right, like, what's... So this is kind of... Uh, no way, they're not teenagers. They're totally our age. Yeah, the people who grew up Power Rangers are our age. Yeah. But the movie is made for like teenagers. It's a PG thirteen movie with like dialogue fit for high school people. But that's because they need to they need to bring back those old Okay, great. But they could have done more sophisticated dialogue. The dialogue was to me the weakest part of the movie. I'd say the second weakest part of the movie is um how they kind of just like got rid of the whole like Power Rangers wearing the masks over their face. Like, they're wearing the masks over their face for maybe, like, 10% of when they're actually fighting. And, they, and like, you mentioned, like, they could have done a little bit more action. Yes, I will give them a lot of credit on this. They did great character development in this movie. Fantastic job you finding out all these, all the different people who are in the Power Rangers, who they are as persons before you see them in the suits, and you have more of an emotional connection to them by the end of the movie. They did a great job with that. I got to give them credit for that. The downside of that is you don't see them morph into the Power Rangers until like the last 25 minutes of the movie, 20 minutes of the movie. And they fight with their masks on for like three or four minutes and then it's immediately like masks up. Let's get in our Zorgs or whatever. But I think that's – Zords. Zords, right. Um, I think yes, but it's because this is like when they did recently um, – the Batman Superman video, I mean, Superman movie, and all these other movies that you don't like, and I'll tell you why, you don't like Preface. This movie wanted to introduce their characters. And they did a great job. Who they that. were. That's why, I don't that's, have, what I mean. that's why I don't have that much of a problem with so, that much, that little action in it. But if we're just going to base it off, and this is why you like those movies, because you know there's going to be 
other movies going forward. Sequel. And for me, that pisses me off. It's make a good movie and prove what me, it is. Uh, yes, and make this be a standalone that movie and not settle on the fact that they're, don't worry, there's going to be we're going to see more Power Rangers later on. So I, while I give them credit that they didn't give us what we wanted right away, it's kind of also negative in a way at the same time. So, but do they make? I mean, it was two hours. Think about Jaws. You don't see the shark until like the last, the, the full shark until the very end of the movie, and that's really well done. Whereas this one, like, right, and then they made a Jaws too. So, you're, but they didn't. That was back before they made movies just to make sequels afterwards. Okay. So they're making a, just a standalone. So you know, but of course, knowing, but that's where it's and, all about revenue and money. You but know that, that they, you know that they know that right. there's gonna be, a and sequel. that's why I get, and then that's why I'll continue to give movies like this a six out of ten or worse. Because I want movies to be, tell me a story in 90 minutes or two hours and, you know, sure, you can make sequels going forward. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy told us a story and it was an epic story. It was an awesome story. Yeah, no one knew that there would be a second one. Exactly. And even if there was going to be, like, the director himself admitted, like, I knew it was good enough that there was going to be a sequel. But still, like, they told a great story and it didn't rely on the fact that, like, there was going to be a sequel or anything mm-hmm. like that. So Power Rangers 6 out of 10. Character development was fantastic. Um, again, the nostalgia thing didn't really... Hammer up in me a little bit. Like, I, you know, I loved Power Rangers so much. You can ask my parents. Like, I, you know, wanted to be a Power Ranger. But it's been so long since then that, like, I, that part of me is kind of... I've kind of moved past that a little bit. Whereas some of the stuff that I saw when I was, like, 7 to 12, that's a little bit more up my nostalgia alley a little bit. So, six kernels out of ten. I'd rate it... Um, <clears throat> on IMDb, you can't do halves, which I've realized, which has been bothering the <laughs> hell out of me. Yeah. Um, but I would rate this in... Our kernel in the Fisher scale, I'd rate this an 8.5 out of 10 kernels um, if it's on IMDb. Um, I've been realizing if I enjoyed the movie, I'll go up the notch. But if it's like a eh, I'll go down the notch. So I'm actually, I'd go up on IMDb to a 9 for this movie because I think it was still entertaining. I kind of... Entertaining. I will say it was entertaining. Entertaining. I completely respect the idea and the storyline of how these characters were created, which was fun, and that they couldn't morph until they learned about each other and became... Because you know what? That's one thing that in the in the cartoon they never did. Like, it was just like, all right, they were given the power, they could morph and turn into these people. But, like, I, I liked that, like, they explained, like, the suit was a part of them and they had to, mm-hmm. in order to have that shield come up to protect them, they need to be a whole unit and, like, yes. have each other. I, I thought that was a cool aspect of it, but also... Um, I have two things. One, um, I wanted to mention that I thoroughly enjoyed at the very end of the movie after the credits, the scene for, um, oh man. All right. Well, quickly the scene for the green, uh, ranger coming for the next movie. Excuse me. I thoroughly enjoyed that, um, teaser where you don't know who it is. It's just kind of like looking at a chair. It's not really a spoiler. Um, because you're going to see it if you're going to go see it anyways. And if you don't go to the movie theater, they're going to start showing it on Facebook and stuff, so you'll see it. Anyways, my second thing, though, is a quick side note. I thought of this question just now. Rank them. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out in 95. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie in 97, and then this movie just came out in 2017. How would you rank those in terms of enjoyment? I can't. I don't even remember those other two. No. I think I briefly watched, like, maybe one of them a year ago my dad and it was awful so this by default would be yeah. the best i used to love a mighty Morphin power rangers and i tried to watch it again the other day and i got through half the movie and i'd shut off because i seriously was starting to get bored of it the movie or the show the movie and then i tried the netflix show and i was still like meh 
But I remember I loved Turbo. Turbo was awesome. So I'd probably go this one, Turbo, and then Mighty. But yeah, this one benefits a lot from it being in 2017 and the special effects that they have in the mind. Sure. All right, so let's move on here. The, uh, we're now tw- 12 minutes into this episode. Um, let's move on to the next movie uh, that we want to talk about. We saw Chips. I'll quickly get it out of the way. Five kernels out of ten. Funny, but you know it's also not a great movie. And Dak Shepard, who wrote and directed this movie, admitted on Mark Maron's podcast, and if you want to listen to that, check it out, says that he really just wanted to make a movie about motorcycles and chases with motorcycles and stuff like that. And he figured that I had to make it around like a, a property that was already established because if it was just Dak Shepard making a motorcycle movie, no one would want to see that or get made. So instead he shoehorns it into Chips, a show from the 70s. And if you're someone like Boyle and I, who didn't watch Chips at all growing up because it was way in the past. A lot of us, you know, you know, thankfully I know what Chips is, but still I'm not like, oh, Chips, like, going to go see that. And then if you saw Chips growing up, you kind of remember like, oh, yeah, like whatever. It was a show from the 70s. There's better stuff going on. So really, who is this movie made for? And uh, ultimately it was just made, I think, like 16-year-olds are going to love this movie. It's going to be their favorite movie of the year. Uh, just because they're going to think it's hilarious. Um, and there are funny jokes on it. I don't want to rip it too much. You know, I found myself laughing a few times, but ultimately not a good movie. Five out of ten. Um, wait to see this until it's on, like, Netflix. Yeah, I gave this a 6.5 out of ten. It was very funny. <clears throat> um, one thing we recently realized is how off our ratings can be about certain things, especially me. Uh, I can go from, like, loving one movie and saying you know that it was only this sort of a score or whatever every movie is different you got to judge every movie differently but um i do have to say even though it's 6.5 doesn't sound high you have to realize that that is a six point if, if we give anything i feel like i feel like between a 5.5 and a 7.5 it's like yes you should probably see that red box if we're giving it more than that then you should probably be seeing it in the theaters um i just want to put that out there if i say anything less than a five Pretty much, I'm telling you, don't see that, which is rare. But Blair Witch Project. I would say, yeah. <laughs> um, in, what was that? The other one, Invictus, not Invictus, in in something, uh, um, the horror movie. Yeah, in, we saw it. It was awful. It was uh, with what's his face. <laughs> she, <laughs> exactly. This is awful. Um, no, that was Whatever. not important, obviously. So, um, but anyways, I give this a six point five. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you're, you're, at at three, you're at three. You're at three thoroughly. At three. Uh, it was very funny. There were some amazing one-liners in this movie, uh, that will never get credit. People don't see it. Like, there's just some funny scenes that you and I talked back and forth about. Even now, I'll just be, like, giggling to myself about something. Um, I don't really want to give it away. But one of the main characters, Ponch, is, like, a sex addict, and he, uh, during one of the scenes... You're just gonna give away the lines? No, I'm not gonna give away the lines. I'm gonna say, and there's a scene where... You just have to see it, but oh, wow. he's standing on the highway. Great, great, great stuff. <laughs> uh, I know, I don't want to, like, well, you, you call me off guard. No, I know. Because now, I, I want to, you got to see it. But now, there you go, a little tease. But see it on Redbox. You gave it a seven, you gave it a what? 6.5. A 6.5. And that one I'd lean on IMDb. That one's probably going to lean more towards a seven because I think if you're sitting there and you're like, ah, oh, I need a Redbox movie or oh, I haven't seen some in a while and you're looking for something that's just going to give you a couple good laughs. It's definitely a movie that'll give you a few good laughs. All right, now the next movie we're going to talk about quickly, Ghosts in the Shell. Actually, nope, I take that back. I'd go down to a six with it. Wow. Late I'm, change. I'm saying that because like, there's like three funny parts I can think of, but like besides that, actually, I don't know. Like, It's enter- another entertaining movie, but nothing. It's empty you calories. you got to go see. Yes, there's nothing like, I need to see this sort of a feeling. 
Not at all. No. I mean, it's five to, out of ten. A year from now, I might drop it down to a four. That's what I keep thinking is these movies that we've already rated, I actually would almost go back and rate differently. I've been thinking, too, for certain things. Sometimes it's hard to grade things right yeah, away after you see them. seeing other movies, you start comparing That's them. why I always rate lower, too, because I've learned in my past, like, I'd see movies. I gave Blades of Glory a ten out of ten when I did my – and when I had a journal. And after I see movies, I give it out of a one out of five. In my journal, I gave Blades of Glory a five out of five. And now looking back on it, it's like – kidding me like a funny movie but like a seven out of ten at best like it's not transcendent um ghost in the shell scarlett johansson just came out this past weekend it's based on the manga uh comic books over in japan it got brought to an international audience thanks to this new movie um basically about a a person uh, it's, it's a it's a human brain in a robot body in the not too far future that's what it, the tagline is it seems to be like probably like 70 years from now um now there's a guy who's learning who um Next year is going to be doing a surgery that's going to implant somebody's brain into a full functioning body. Elon Musk? Nope. Oh. Nope, it's an actual doctor. So this one is a full brain going into um, a robot body. Um, but that's not like – she's the first of her kind, and she is a anti-terrorism – like basically like a Jack Bauer almost, if you think about it just a little bit, with counterterrorism. Nope. Because she's trying to figure out who she is. So well, like, that's yes not no. that's not what that's not what the movie. Is. I'm just saying, like her job, she's kind of like a Jack Bauer. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's a counterterrorism unit, and she she's starting to see glitches in her like you know in her vision. And the person who's like kind of in charge of like creating her was kind of like just saying like it's glitches, don't worry about it. Only to find out that she has a past. She realizes like oh I'm a human who has a past that isn't what they're telling me. And she kind of wants to find out who she is. Also finding out who this hacker person is who's hacking into all these, like, important people for this company that created her. And it's this big conspiracy. Uh, six out of ten kernels. Um, entertaining, visually beautiful to look at. The special effects are incredible. The yeah. CGI, like, they made a futuristic world that looks so awesome and so great. And if you're into that kind of stuff, great. If you're into manga and Japanese culture, great as well. There's a little bit of a casting controversy with Scott Johansson. It's been discussed publicly, so I won't get into it too much. But people, some people are upset about the whitewashing that happens in movies these days. Uh, you know, my stance on it is I, I definitely understand that, like, you know, this could be an opportunity to give an Asian-American person a chance to be the lead in a movie. Uh, but there are other Asian-American people in this movie. And people in Japan, they said on Wikipedia, it said fans in Japan said they didn't understand why it was a controversy because they thought that since it's in Hollywood, of course, it would be a you know white american playing the lead part because that is a way to get it internationally made they're just happy that's being internationally made now it could have been a biased report of them saying that just so that we were like oh it's not bad so i i understand both sides of the argument there um it is a very multicultural movie there's japanese people chinese people european people in it and american people in it so uh, you know i can understand why some people are sensitive to it but to me it didn't matter and ultimately scarlett johansson isn't playing an Asian character. She's playing a robot. The brain that she is inhabiting is of a Japanese person. So sure, it can be a little bit controversial, but uh, you know, you don't need to rush out to see this in theaters. It, it really suffered from the pacing of the movie. I, I almost felt I fell asleep a few times just because in between the action scenes, it, it was a little bit slow. But Classic. there you go, six out of ten. Sorry for talking a while about that. No, nah, I'm bored of it now. I don't want to talk about it. <clears throat> um, no, but so I went and saw it. Saw it in 3D. Um, usually I don't go see something in 3D for the first time, but I went with two of my buddies. 
they wanted to go see it, so whatever, we did it. Now, I mean, it was good for what it was, but I wouldn't rush out and see it, and I think that... I didn't even know the whole... That it was, like, anime and stuff like that going in. Like, manga. Well, it's both. It was manga, but there's an anime version of it, too. There so, is? Yes. How are you... Because I watched it last night. You did? Afterwards, my buddy pulled it up, and we watched a little bit of it. It was terrible. You didn't tell me that before we recorded? Uh -huh. You just went with it? Wild card! <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I was just kind of, like, okay. Um, I, it was what it was. I actually dozed off at one point for a couple minutes, like, because it's just, I don't know. There was something about it, and... The story was there, but like I almost feel like it, I almost feel like there's like a sequel to it that would come, um, and even for the one like they like the the guys who I saw with like they're into the whole anime par portion of it and stuff, and um, they knew the story going in. I didn't know it, so I you know I kind of went in just expecting it to be this movie, and then found that out afterwards. I was like, oh, that makes sense. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the dialogue in it kind of reflected. What a manga and an anime sort of movie has. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. The way they spoke to each other in yeah. the conversation. Kind of, yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, I'm not going to keep dwelling on this. I rated it 6 out of 10. Um, and actually, even the guys who... They, they said the same thing. Like, they enjoyed it, but they still would only rate it like 6 out of 10, too. Like, it was good for what it was. They did a good job with it. But besides that, whatever. Taking a look at some of the manga uh, comic books, you know, and, and I'm not uh, into that culture a little bit, but uh, I can definitely appreciate comic book adaptations into uh, movies for sure. So moving along now to um, the final movie we want to talk. I want to talk about quickly. Boyle talked about it a while ago. Beauty and the Beast, eight kernels out of ten. Uh, if you haven't seen it by now, like, I mean, you should probably go see it. Like, it, it was just fantastic. You'll realize how many of the songs you remember from your childhood. So uh, moving along now to random movies we saw quickly. Boyle and I both saw a bunch of movies on Netflix and Amazon Prime over this past week. Boyle, what were the movies you saw? So, <clears throat> I last weekend with the lady, we watched Minions, which was a pretty good time. Um, I'm always up for a classic <clears throat> children's movie. The Minions always make me laugh. My kids always go nuts over Minions and Bananas in my class. So, um, no, we got a good laugh out of, the, out of that movie. A few real good chuckles and overall... I made it a solid 8 out of 10. I mean, it did its job. It was fun. I guess that's there's not much more to say about that movie. Um, looking after that, I saw Mac and Devin go to high school. The Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg movie that came out when we were in college. I was, um, I'd always wanted to watch that in college with one of my, with actually my roommate at the time, but we never got to it. And uh, it's just funny because I was cleaning my room out on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I was cleaning my room out on Friday, um, organizing and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll just throw this out in the background. It was funny to watch. But I don't know. Just It's rough, but it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I give it like a four out of ten. On the Fisher scale? On the Fisher scale, yeah. But we're going to ten that. I don't that's know. I can't even honestly. Like, I would give it a four out of ten because I would watch that. Like, nobody else should watch this they probably will not enjoy it like realistically i should give this like a two out of ten wow yeah that might have been one of the lower scores you've ever given it is the lowest score i've ever given uh so the movies i saw finally uh shout out to Haley meadows um who i remember being at her house back in college it was uh fall 2011 
and or maybe it was winter 2012, like January, around that time, I saw a trailer for a movie called Celeste and Jesse Forever, and it was kind of like, it was the first script written by Rashida Jones, she co-wrote the script, and she starred in this movie with Andy Samberg, and it was different at the time, like, gotta go back to 2011, 2012 here, Samberg is just about to wrap up his time on SNL, uh, he's at this point full, fully known as being like one of the Lonely Island guys, and being kind of a goofball, and here's a serious role for him. And I, the trailer is one of those trailers that you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be like the movie of a generation kind of thing. And, uh, you know, finally got a chance to see it. And it was very good. You know, I, for a, it was a lazy Saturday. Um, you know, I just finished up going to my uh, cousin's confirmation. So, you know, I wanted to relax. It's raining outside. Pop on a movie. And finally a movie I wanted to see it was on Amazon Prime. And it was, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And... I gave it a 7 out of 10 just because I thought, like, it's a movie not really seen very often. And, yeah, it's it's a few years old. It's about five years old now. You don't really see too many movies of divorced couples where it's comedic mm-hmm. at its heart. And, and there are two friends who are got married at the beginning of this beginning montage. You just kind of see them separate. And at the beginning of the movie, they're a separated married couple. They live on the same property and uh, they're best friends. And they're like, do you think it's weird? Like, no, it's not weird at all. Until one of them kind of is like, you know what? I got to start making moves and, you know, become my own person and fall in love again. Mm-hmm. And the other person wasn't quite ready for them to do that. And it kind of shows the struggle of that, of moving on. And it, the, the movie isn't perfect. And, this, and it really reflects the story isn't perfect and how, like, love isn't really perfect. And it's not like this cookie-cutter Hollywood movie where it's, like, person A moves on is having, like, this awesome life now and person two isn't. It's like, well, b- both of them aren't having perfect lives after they decide to go see other people. And it, and it never quite, like, gets to the point where it's, like, and happily ever after. For, yeah. But the very end for Rashida Jones kind of hints towards, like, and for both of them, really, kind of the final scene really hints towards, you know what, they're going to be – they're going to be happy now. And uh, there's a little scene in Rhode Island, which is pretty cool, a wedding scene. And uh, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. 7 out of 10. If you like Rashida Jones or Andy Samberg or, you know, watch the trailer, I think you'll be interested in seeing it and you won't be disappointed. Uh, 7 out of 10. And then I saw Life Animated, this documentary. It was nominated for Best uh, Documentary. I've been talking so long. Uh, about this kid who suffers from autism. And the only way that his aut- he was able to communicate when he was a kid because he just started becoming silent was quoting all these animated Disney movies and – I got choked up a few times and my dad texted me after he saw the movie and just told me how much he, you know, he loved me because it reminded me of him and how the how many Disney movies I saw growing up. And very, very, very sweet documentary. Like, you'll, you'll smile, you'll almost come to tears, maybe you will tear up if you have kids, um, but just fantastic. So uh, really, really, really good. I, I'd have to give that an, an 8 out of 10. Uh, I don't even think I rated it on the uh, Fish Scale, 8 out of 10 kernels. So uh, now we go to uh, our Twitter poll. Boyle, you want to set up uh, what our Twitter handle is and what the poll was? Uh, we set up a brand new Twitter handle. It is at the B and R podcast. Uh, we base we just started this recently, and this has been I, this is our first kickoff, second right kickoff. Life was the first one. This mm-hmm. is the second episode using it, um, and we decided to put out this poll: Which Disney animated feature would you like to see as a live action movie next? Um, the top ones will go from third up to first. Third was Pocahontas. Uh, second was The Little Mermaid at 21%, and first, with a blowing win, 66% a blow, Aladdin. A blowing win. Blow- <laughs> anyway. A blowing win. Forget it. That was just terrible. 
Could not blowout. Aladdin, 66%. And, uh, you know, not too surprised. Not too surprised by the poll. Um, but, Boyle, you, you shared an article on a page, too, that they're going to make 19. Yeah, a lot of people did not, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they saw it or if they didn't see it. But if you didn't see it, I'm going to update you now. We basically uh, have 19 movies coming out. Um, that of different movies that they're going to start making, um, some of which include The Lion King, which I think is going to be great. It's going to remind us, I think, a lot of the Jungle Book sort of esque um, with that film. Then they're going to also do Aladdin, which was one of the top ones. Uh, they're going to be making a solo movie on the genie. We have a movie coming out soon called King Arthur, but on top of King Arthur, we also have um, The Sword and the Stone. They're actually going to be remaking that movie. The Little Mermaid's going to be remade by two, actually. Disney's going to be doing it, and there's going to be a version by Universal Studios. So that'll be interesting. Um, there's also going to... I'm trying to think of the other big ones that were kind of come out. Um, Dumbo's going to get remade. Uh, uh, Cruella a, de Vil a genie, prequel. A genie prequel. I already said genie. Oh. Genie prequel. Um, they're going to be doing another bad guy, kind of like Melissa, uh, Mal- head to the BNR podcast on Twitter at the B and R podcast for the full list of the mm. video. Check it out. Yes, could just Follow us. Um, yeah, you know, just trying to kind of keep it, uh, keep it brief here, but, uh, yeah, Boyle, Boyle and I talked about it. It's going to be a new era of all these movies from our childhood that we remember because we grew up with these movies and now we're going to have to be comparing them to these new ones and hopefully we don't become like the old people who go like, ah, oh, it was better 20 years ago. It's going to be crazy because a lot of it's, we grew up with animated sh- TV shows, animated move, um, movies. Movies, thank you. Like all these Disney classics. And so what I was explaining is not only are we going to have all these Disney remakes, but then on top of that, we're going to have all these Marvel comics that are coming out, all the DC comic books, like all these animated shows and movies and books that we all grew up around so consistently are now going to be made into these movies and i feel like i feel like we got some years ahead of some like good filmmaking possible and also there's going to be some that are just obviously really bad flops we'll see um so now we're going to head to our twitter questions again at the bnr podcast or or you can tweet at us uh johnny o uh frequent listener and uh called us in asked if we could power rank the uh, movies that we talked about this week, like the, the major four, I'll include Beauty and the Beast because I saw it this week. Um, so are any of these must-sees or can I wait till on demand? So basically I'll just quickly power rank them. Uh, Beauty and the Beast 1, 2 would be Power Rangers, 3 Ghosts in the Shell, 4 Chips. I'd say the one must-see in theaters would be Beauty and the Beast. Yep. And uh, I'd say depending on who you are, Power Rangers is a must-see out of respect and the rest are you can wait till on demand, and Chips is on the fringe of that. Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. Uh, d- <clears throat> definitely Beauty and the Beast. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, I don't know about the 3D side. I guess they said that because the way it was filmed with a 3D camera, that if you go see it in 3D, you actually see more of the landscape compared to if you see it in 2D, you don't see as much as the film can handle. That's fine. Oh, wait, I can handle that. But I actually I don't need to see a, it. A quick side note. I saw Ghost in the Shell in 3D. Nothing bothers me more than when a 3D movie is smaller with the borders on the side because it didn't extend. The yeah, movie didn't my, extend. My screen, oh, it didn't go, go. That's annoying. It was 2D. That's annoying. Like, it wasn't just a 3D it. issue. Okay. So that must have been the but way still. it was filmed or something, but still, should have been fixed. Um, but back to what I was saying. Yes, I would say first, Beauty and the Beast. Second, Power Rangers. I still think that that's definitely oh. worth, the action-wise, it's worth seeing in the movie theater. Um, 
And that could be a steal too if you go at like a daytime movie where it's only nine bucks or Tuesdays where it's like eight or eight fifty, I forgot what it is, but like those are steals. Don't see it. Um and then chips, definitely borderline. I mean, if you're looking for a comedy, it's the only one out there right now. That's pretty funny. So but if not, then wait. Ghost in the Shell can definitely wait. Um coming, you know, we got some new movies coming out. Fat Fate of the Furious coming out soon. Uh Boss Baby just got released this week. We're still gonna go see Kong soon as well. Um uh, we'll be be in touch with the latest movie updates. Join Movie Pass; it's worth it. <laughs> All right, so he's at O'Boyle ninety two on Twitter, at the BNR Podcast on Twitter, at Rojo thirty six. Uh, shout out to Marcus; he he followed us on Twitter, but didn't ask us a question this week. Uh, so Marcus, whatever your question was, can't wait to answer it next week. He'll text me like ten minutes after we stop recording, like, "Oh, here's my question." I'll be like, "Dude." Gotta wait till next Sunday. So, uh, but yeah, thank everybody for listening. Big episode this week. Thank you for sticking with us, Boyle. It's always fun to do this, man. I look forward to it every week. Every week, it's always a pleasure. I know. And now we get really into it about some of these movies too. I get. We get in more heated conversations before the podcast even starts. It's too bad, like we couldn't have like just headsets, just listening, and then splice it after. But mm. you might get bored. Yeah. And see, my and rambles, and my bro. my default is to because I've given a lot of six out of tens lately. Because for me, a lot of the movies that come out in February, March, April, early April are kind of these average movies. And that's where these Hollywood just dumps a lot of these movies. And I think we're in trouble for average movies. I think you're going to look back and appreciate the movies we've seen because I think that the next two months of movies might be rough besides Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is Fate of the, the Furious. Furious. But that's... Well, there's nothing. Well, April sometimes, if you go to like Cable Car or Avon, some of the nicer... Uh, Higher quality thinking people's movies might get released during that time, so I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled. But, uh, Boyle, any final words? Uh, nope. Stay healthy. All right, everybody. Wash your hands. Wash your hands.